Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be going cowabunga, dude, or having pizza with no anchovies, uh, all of the great fun stuff that comes along with the Ninja Turtles. We watched the original Ninja Turtles movie from the early 90s. We're going to work our way through the series, starting with the OG. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. And we have a special guest this week. Stu from Stu World Order is here. Welcome to Back in My Day. Welcome back to Back in My Day. I was going to say, yes, welcome back. I have been here before we talked the fifth element. The fifth yes. element. Yes. And the best 1997 movies. Yes, 97. I was so sad I missed that. That was, uh, it was so good to listen to it. Um, and I, and I was like, I, you know, I think I gave you guys my movie choices. I was like, oh, man, I want to be part of this talk. So it's nice to have you back. Nice that we have the four of us now. Um, if anything, the Ninja Turtles just brings people together. We got four turtles. We got four guys on the podcast. Let's just let's just go for it. So we're going to get into this movie. We're going to talk about uh, break down how we feel about it and our thoughts on it. But first, because there's four of us. I really hope we all have a, a an individually favorite turtle. I'm really secretly hoping that. But let's talk about the Ninja Turtles sort of overall and if we have a favorite and our experience with it. Stu, you're the guest this time around. Let's, yeah, go in. What? I was going to say, Stu, why don't you also tell us where we can find your great stuff as well? Yeah, let's, you know what? Let's do that first. It's like I haven't done this before. <laughs> No, no worries. Uh, yeah, so the the podcast is the Stew World Order podcast where we review random comic book-based movies with our guests. And oddly enough, I have done The Secret of the Ooze and Turtles in Time, but no one has pulled this movie. So there we go. The time, this we is the pulled first time it for you. <laughs> this is the first time I'll be talking about this movie. And the website is swoproductions.com where we have new articles every weekday, including one of the people who writes for my site has an entire Ninja Turtles article series where he covers every character that's been in every cartoon, every everything, and all the toys made about them. So you can check out his series if you're a big Ninja Turtles fan. We have tons of stuff that he's written on all of those characters. Yeah, oh, and, and it's, really it's cool. deeper than you think. It's deeper than you think because I, I've I've read a few of those things. I was like, oh, man, these are deep pulls. And, you know, I only know <laughs> them like tangentially, sort of like I don't really like I'm a fan of Ninja Turtles. I love Ninja Turtles. But do I knew, know all these characters? No, I don't. And that's fine. That's cool. It's cool that someone does and they're able to put it out there for everybody um, because the Turtles are one of the reasons why we chose to to start rewatching these movies or watching them for the first time is because the animated one is coming out this summer. That was just announced. Super fun trailer, uh, at least in our opinion. It seemed like it was a really good time. Uh, seems like it's going to be fun time to go to the theater. Great animation and everything. We're like, you know what? We did this with Spider-Man not too long ago. We did it with the Batman movies. Ninja Turtles. Let's do it, man. Let's let's start from the early 90s. Um, and let's let let's do that. Let's do what's your experience with the Turtles growing up? And uh, and who is your favorite if you have one? So, yeah, I was. I was young right whenever the cartoon hit. Right when the cartoon hit, I was in about third, fourth, and fifth grade, so I was prime watching the Ninja Turtles on Saturday morning material. This movie came out in 1990, so I was nine years old when the movie came out. I a billion percent remember going to see this movie. I remember being in fifth grade one day, and it was my birthday. It was my birthday in fifth grade, and our teacher just like didn't want to teach that day, so she showed this movie. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, like an odd, like not related to education at all. We just watched this movie. The night well, you clearly had Turtles. a favorite teacher growing up. Then <laughs> you know what I? You know what's really funny about that is she hated me. She was the first teacher I ever had in my life, and it was fifth grade, and I was this nerdy good student, and I got to fifth grade and just had this teacher that didn't like me, and I did not understand it. I was like, everyone likes me. What is this? I don't understand. <laughs> but it was my birthday and she showed that movie. And I don't think she knew it was my birthday or else she wouldn't sure, have done sure. it. Because like I said, yeah, she yeah. didn't like me. It would have been the day after. 
<laughs> but yeah, I was a big fan. And yes, yeah, so my favorite one growing up, and this is one of those things where like, is he, was he my favorite or was it just that I was a little kid and my favorite color was red, but it was Raphael. Mm. I thought he was okay. the, yeah. the funny one, the smart ass one. I, I tended to enjoy him the most. And it is right. funny as I've gotten older, I've always been like, did I really like him the most? Or was it just like, yeah, he wore red. So. Right, right. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I, I, you know what? And, and that's, I mean, it, it distinguishes each of them because they all have their own color and stuff. But I think that lends to that as a kid. You're just, Oh, I like blue or I like orange and purple or red or whatever it is. Or I like Casey Jones. Cause he's got the hockey stick, you know, like that kind of stuff is, is oh, there, Dave, the color, sure. the color thing is, uh, is common in kids yeah. as a dad. It's very common in kids programming. It's specifically so kids can, you know, associate with a color and then a character or a character, then yeah. a color, right. It's, it's done yeah. like that on purpose. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you're, you're knee deep in like Paw Patrol and stuff at the moment. So like that's, oh, yeah. I know, I know those are, it's not that far off, but they're color coded and everything as well. Right. Oh, so yeah. it's to that point, it's, the original comic that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is based on is black and white and they didn't, yeah, have yeah. The they didn't, they did it for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I will, that's a good segue into mine actually, because my favorite obviously is Michelangelo and probably 90% of that was because of the name because they call him Mikey. <laughs> and, uh, and then and then my favorite color was always orange, but it's reversed from Stu. It's because of Michelangelo. So Michelangelo, <laughs> Michelangelo I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan, massive. Like when we did this, uh, introdu- my first episode of this podcast, we used to, when people came on, we used to ask them, what's your defining movie? What's your defining TV show? And I picked this Ninja Turtles movie as my oh, that's right, defining, you did. TV, my defining movie. Oh, and yeah. I was wholly obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. I had all the action figures. And I think I based my entire personality off of Michelangelo, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. So um, he's Always carrying nunchucks favorite. with you in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, got really it's just natural. It's just the way pizza. you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take anything seriously. And I love orange. And what else is there? And, uh, you know, you I never go. surfed or skateboarded, but you know, there's still time for that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so you see Cowbunga a lot. So I always love Michelangelo, but I do think um, your dad is a rat. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a lawyer, so not not, not just kidding. So- <laughs> some might some might agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some might agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Michael, that. That's a long way to say Michelangelo is my favorite for, for obvious reasons. And but I do think Donatello is if I wasn't a little kid, would probably be my favorite. I think he's coolest, but I have to stick with Mikey. Um I gotta go with the one I picked when I was a kid. But I can see why people liked Donatello. And I will say no one likes Leonardo. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the perfect segue for Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, my mine mine has always been Donatello. Um I, I don't know. I like the thing is I had nothing to do with color for me for whatever reason, which I'm surprised because as we talk about it, I'm like, well, you know, Stu, when you said it, I was like, yeah, red. I mean, that makes sense. Or blue, especially like those, somehow those two colors are like, you know, your boy, so you get the blue color, like all that kind of shit when you're growing up. Um, Leo, I always found was, was cool because he had two swords. I think that's awesome. Like they're supposed to be Ninja Turtles, two swords, you know, cool. Okay. But even, even though he had two swords and I even noticed this when I was a little kid, he's the worst character because he has two swords, but it's a kid's show. So he can't use them. So he's always like, yeah. So like whack them. Until he can use his staff. It's super cool. He has to like cut down the chandelier and then it like falls on the bad guys. Like he has to do the lame. He's the tricky guy, man. He's got all the tricks up his sleeve. (laughs) I know, but it's like, (laughs) he's unpredictable. If you if you went back and knew it was going to be a kid's property, like you wouldn't give anyone swords, right? You'd give them all like blunt weapons. So well, like, I mean, you could say say the same thing about Raph, right? He can't really like yeah, stab do, anybody. I, guess, I know, but you but... can do more with the with the size. I think he, yeah. he's always throwing them and pinning things. Yeah, to walls. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What can yeah, you do with yeah. a sword? Like a sword is a very violent. Like, for one thing, killing. Yeah. He's just going to slice the pizzas. They, they just ask for yeah. it unsliced when it arrives. That's what, <laughs> I mean, that's why he's the leader. He's the pizza cutter every time he's they the order. He's the pizza guy, yeah. <laughs> no, my, my favorite was Don because he was the nerdy one. That's why I liked him because I was like, oh, he's the guy that always has the tech stuff with them. Or, you know, he, he did hang out with, with Michelangelo a lot, and he does in this movie. We'll, we'll talk about that. But it seems like they were the ones that always had the most fun. And for whatever reason, I just liked the fact that he was a little bit more nerdy. Although... 
I completely understand the whole like allure of Michelangelo being what I, I think Michelangelo, I think I said this to you, uh, Mike and Ian, that I think he's the one that most people like or gravitate towards because he's always the one like the toy came with the skateboard or with the pizza or what he was always like the one that was the most of a teenager. I would say that's what they put his personality as. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitated towards him. And Don was just a little Donnie was just like a little bit below that. And I was like, but most people like that are really movie. into turtles Perfect. are like nerds like us. So I think Donatello is the one most people associate with, but I also think Donatello way cooler in this movie than he is now. Cause I think now he's very one note and he's just the tech guy. But yeah. back in the day, and this, he was the smart one, which I think he was the ner- yes. nerdy smart one. So all his rebuttals were like really intelligent. And he's always pointing out like, He's the smart, he was basically the smart one, but now all of a sudden he's only the tech guy that kind of bothers me about the new Donatello it makes him way less cool than, in my opinion, used to be. He's just always like, yeah, no, it's a good that's point. That's kind of, it's, he's just the tech guy. He's always fixing the te- work on the computers. It's like, ah, oh, but he used to just, like, his thing was like the smart one, not just tech, but smart. We'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to the Snyder movies eventually, but just looking at him. We will. We will. Oh, don't worry. We will. I've made it through half of the first one and that's it. So I would, would love to rip those movies apart. But even like, you just look at him and he's just got all this stuff all over his head and whatever. It's like, He's like a walking computer. I'm just like, what? What? But Dave, Freudian slip, you called them Snyder movies, but they're actually Michael Bay. Yeah, true. Oh, Bay, what? Same, same <laughs> shit. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not a huge difference between them. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But also, are you? Why do I, don't... <laughs> why do I feel like Zack Snyder would also cast Megan Fox as a <laughs> Right? That's it. Um... He'd be like, what? They wear colorful masks. No, I hate that. Their masks are all going to be earth brown. No. <laughs> See the color of that rock? They're all going to be that color. <laughs> all right. Turtle yeah, power. How dare sure. you cut down the man, Leo, in his prime? No, I'm just kidding. My favorite <laughs> is Raphael as well, Stu. So we share that in common. But I think I discovered a lot when I was watching this movie of like, oh, like, I think I think certain things about this movie because Raphael was my favorite. You know what I mean? Like it was mm. like this nostalgia kick, but Raphael. Yeah. It's like, I can't say I identify with his personality. If I was going based on color, it would be green or blue. There's no green. So, you know, Leo's blue, but you know, Raph was just the one that like, he's like the rebel in the group. He always wanted to like yeah. get into trouble and stuff. And those sides are pretty cool, man. So he's the, uh, he's the package for me for teenage Mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. I, I would say that. Yeah. I would say that he's, He's got a pretty, he's pretty well, like the standout of the movie, I would say. Oh, yeah. He's um, like the star turtle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only yeah. one that really has an arc of any sort. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, they all rally around him. He seems kind of like the heart, but like, you know, a little misguided at first, then they rally around him and, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's, let's, okay. We'll, we'll get into the movie itself then because uh, we can break it down by scene by scene or we could just kind of go to our favorite points. But, um, Stu, we'll circle back around to you overall without sort of going into like every last little detail and stuff. What'd you think of the movie? And, and, and do you remember liking it or disliking it in similar ways that you can maybe think of when you were a kid? Like, is there a comparison there? Or what'd you think? I remember when I was a kid, I thought this movie was so edgy because Raphael just kept running around saying, damn, <laughs> I was like a nine or 10 year old. And I was like, oh, he's saying a naughty word. Uh Oh, this is so I shouldn't be watching this. Although I watched like friggin' Jason movies whenever I was younger than whenever this came out. So it's not like it meant anything. But uh, it's interesting now because as a kid, I just knew the cartoons and then I went into this movie. And so this movie was again, a little harsher, a little more violent than I was expecting. But now, having read the original Mirage comics, it's interesting to me how well this movie married the personalities of what you know from the comics with the story that came from the Mirage, where there is some violence to it, there is some angst, yet you also have them running around and saying, like, radical and eating pizza. So it it (laughs) took what I think is the best of both worlds. And I mentioned... I covered the secret of the use for an episode of my show. I covered turtles in time and they are not good. Yeah, <laughs> they are that's not what I'm good expecting. movies. Yeah. Well, I went back into this and I was like, man, I remember really liking this. I have good memories of it. Am I going to be disappointed? And I wasn't. I, I think this movie holds up really well. I really enjoyed nice. watching this again. It's easily the, the best of the first trilogy of movies that they came out with because 
when you get to the next two, they really took out the Mirage comics elements and just went all in on the like, these are for kids. They aren't allowed to use their weapons anymore. The effects get worse. But for this one, <laughs> you've got the Henson coming in and doing the, the costumes that look phenomenal. And like I said, they did a blending of the comics and the animation. And I just think it's it's really well done. And it, it kind of hits all audiences. If you were an older fan who liked the comics, there's stuff to appreciate here. If you were a little kid who only knew the cartoon, there was stuff to appreciate here. Nice, nice. Yeah, so we appreciate that balance. That's that's sweet. Um, Mike, what'd you think, man? How we, what were your overall thoughts before we sort of break down uh, certain yeah. scenes and stuff? I, I think it really holds up, and I think Stu nailed it. I think I would give the most credit of the whole movie to the Henson Company and really nailing the puppets and making the turtles feel alive. And I think I said in my review on my letterbox or whatever, is like there's a reason why they still make figures of this versions of the turtles, and they're still making them today. And they're iconic looking, whereas the CG, like Michael Bay, the Zack Snyder, those like Michael Bay turtles are like just forgotten. Like they don't exist. And I don't want to see a Snyder turtle. But yeah, you know, no one wants to see them. No one wants to I mean, see no one wanted to see the Bay, Bay ones either. So, <laughs> so like it's and it's amazing that it came out in 1990. And it's like, I wish it would make a new if they made a new Turtles movie, I wish they would have the guts to use puppets again. Because obviously that, yes, CG has come a long way, but like I'm sure technology for puppets has also come a long way. Look at Baby Yoda. Sure. So I think that was the like, getting the Henson Company to do the puppets was really the thing that makes the movie like timeless. And it's, it's amazing. And, and, and Stu also nailed it when he's like, it's a lot more adults. And even, it's, mm-hmm. it worked for kids because I obviously watched it when I was a kid, but it also works for adults, I think. And I just, it's a bit cheesy at times because it is a kids movie overall, but it's still to me holds up. And I just, I like that it's smaller scale, not like things today that everyone has to be world ending. There's a small scale to it, but there's still stakes. And, you know, everyone there's no sky laser. Cool. Yeah, there's no sky. There's no <laughs> yeah. sky which is refreshing, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I obviously love this movie and uh, I'm, I'm really glad we watched it again. It's been a while and it's still one of my, uh, defining childhood movies after all these years yeah no it's it's nice that that going back to it you still it sort of reaffirms like it, yeah. that it it's is not like when we, it's not like when we rewatched spawn <laughs> I, I was like no i like this movie once like i hate myself for liking this movie <laughs> at one point in my life <laughs> so, yeah, it was, what have it was i done nice. my life is a lie <laughs> <laughs> well we have dave to thank for that one so yeah yeah no problem guys yeah, i might i'm just i'm just here to either uh make you feel better or uh disappoint you uh severely because i saw the spawn movie in theaters when i was like 12 years old like far too young to see it and i thought it was the most badass thing i'd ever seen in my entire life then we watched it again as a 30 year old and it was like this movie sucks. this is but it's brutal turtles <laughs> turtles uh, thankfully held up far superior yeah for sure yeah. um ian uh i'm gonna go to you next man what'd you think yeah man well this movie is definitely pure mis- nostalgia and uh i agree with what both Stu and power have said like it does hold up and the practical effects are way better than I could imagine CGI of the eighties would have held up to today's standards. So I think that that works in a lot of eighties uh, sort of classics. If, if they're using more practical effects rather than the dated CGI of the time, like they can hold up a little better in a lot of circumstances with like these fantasy type films. But for me, this was everything, whether it was the cartoon that, made me love this movie or just like having watched this movie myself over and over growing up. Um, and probably something to do with the fact that Raphael is my favorite and he's a big sort of draw in this one. Like he's the main driver of the story, at least in the first half. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just this movie brought back all the feels. I was also worried like Stu was like, Oh, am I going to watch this and not care about it as much anymore? But I think it's all the pieces are all still there and uh, it's a great comic book adaptation and yeah i'm excited to get into some of the the greater details because it was uh it's still a cool movie to me there's a lot of parallels for me to even stuff i love like ghostbusters i found like another Mm. new york comedy kind of thing a little more geared towards kids but at the same time it's this weird thing where this one's based off comic 
Ghostbusters was an original thing, became an animated series, and then eventually comics. It's like right. this, uh, the reverse order of those things for TMNT. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll be quick on mine. Um, I really enjoyed it. I have lots of nostalgia for it too. It's one of those movies that was constantly uh, on loop on VHS. Uh, me and my cousin grew up sort of our, our moms kind of babysitting each other like couple times a week we would sort of go from house to house depending on on the day of the week and stuff and this tape always came with us for at least a couple of years and it was always one that was on and I, I i remember thinking like this is ninja turtles i know it is but it's not the cartoon and i don't understand why but i still really like it like i don't know why is it so dark why are they in this house why is he hanging out in a tub why are you know what is going on here like i don't really quite get i didn't really quite get the um the Danny storyline as, as a kid, like I didn't really get that part. I wasn't really grasping those things. And that comes from, you know, a much more adult place and understandable. It's not going to work for a kid or have be easy to understand for a kid. That's, you know, five, six, 10 years old or whatever. Um, but I think, you know, watching it now, it largely works. I think it's a little corny at points, but I think that's because it, like you said, Sue brings in uh, the, the cartoon with it, but also it's a, independent early 90s movie like this i i this was the highest grossing independent movie ever at the time that's how well this movie did it kicked ass at the theater and i'm glad that it did because i think this one deserves it it is it's a good good rip in time it's it's pretty breezy it's an hour and a half it doesn't really stop which is great um i wrote down a couple like funny moments that kind of made me laugh probably unintentionally but that's probably just because it's an independent film and it's you know they 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 filmed this movie in a week i don't know if you guys knew that they filmed this movie in a week and at some points it shows (laughs) but it doesn't matter it's still it adds to the charm yeah Yeah, that's pretty wild that's pretty wild that they filmed all that in a week yeah or or it was like 10 days something you know what it was like you know whatever an unrealistic amount of time how about that Um, one thing and, that you all—sorry to cut you out there—one no, no. thing you all touched on was that it, it it is dark in nature, or at least a more yeah. serious tone than you would expect for maybe a teenage mean industrial movie. But I think that that's interesting. It starts off that way. It kind of paints this picture of a grimy city of New York, and mm-hmm. without the turtles being the prime, like I think they have a heavy comic relief draw in this movie. It's a comedy yeah, after all. Yeah, it's yeah. coming from them, but like outside of the four turtles there's not a lot of comedy so it's like they're hammering on the comedy and without them it would be like a shitty dark city like (laughs) yes yes exactly anyway sorry you finish your point honestly it's and and a lot of it was a lot of the joy that i got this time around were like small things that i remember like really small lines that are in it like sam rockwell being in it and oh my god that was so random (laughs) i i i looked while i was watching i was like and that guy's definitely I mean, I, I honestly I remember that shot and that scene of the guy pulling out the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I like I remember that. I don't really remember what he said, but I remember that he pulled out giant things of cigarettes. And as a kid, I was like, whoa, that's a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> um, but like, that's all I remember. And then when I watched it, I was like, that guy's familiar. And then I looked it up after him like, of course, it's Sam Rockwell. Of course, that's who that is. Is that Justin um, Hammer? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, MCU connection confirmed. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was fun going back and remembering those little things. So I'll get into that in a sec. But before we do, I want to, I put a couple polls out online to see what other people's favorite Ninja Turtles were, and overwhelmingly, guys, it was Michelangelo. Overwhelmingly, um, on one poll he was at forty percent, and on another poll he was at thirty-five. And uh, second place seemed like it was Raph, and then it was Donnie, and then Leo was underneath. And Leo was last, and none of us picked Leo, Leonardo. Poor Leonardo. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's lame. Let's just be honest. He's like, he's like the Cyclops. Like, no one likes Cyclops, right? In the, in the X-Men. <laughs> you know what's funny? My my best friend growing up, like, because we were of the age where we would run around town and, like, pretend Ninja Turtle and pretend yes. X-Men. His favorite yes. Ninja Turtle was Leonardo. His favorite X-Men was Cyclops until Gambit came around. Then he liked Gambit. Mm. Mm. And then you weren't his friend because you realized his favorite were Gambit or, or, or Leo and uh, yeah. Leo and Cyclops. You're like, I don't know if I'm, I'm too old for Ninja Turtles. I can't do this. He was probably the teacher's favorite too. 
Listen, I won't take any of this gambit slander. I'm gonna mute myself if you don't, don't stop talking about. It. No, no. That, was, that was another slip. Gambit is, I, gambit is a dope character design. It, okay, I'll just absolutely. put it that way. Yeah, no, that was a slip yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let, let's get into some details of the movie. Uh, I mentioned some of the stuff that sort of like piqued my my nostalgia. I guess it was like there was little lines that I remember. Like I wrote down a couple. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, when April first goes down to the sewer, it's like, oh, can we keep her? Can we keep her? Like silly mm-hmm. little things like that. I yeah. just I remember that delivery, mm-hmm. like things like that is what really piqued my my nostalgia. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think of how the, how they introduced the turtles, Stu? What do you think about how they introduced April, like the whole sort of original setup and everything? How do you feel it sort of started off? I like the introduction of the turtles because this movie actually does a really good job of playing up the ninja aspect of them working in shadows and them being able to hide themselves. And the cartoon never cared about that. The cartoon was just like, ah, ninjas kick people. That's all you need to know about them. (laughs) It's the first time they get involved in anything here. The first thing they do is like knock out the light so that you can't see them. I I have to point something about because I wrote this down because I thought it was hilarious. When they knock the light out, Raph throws the side towards the light. Yeah. And they must have done this once because they threw this thing at the light and it probably had something to sort of spark it to to break the glass or whatever. But it just sort of like the like the side kind of like just flops and just like hits it like it doesn't. It doesn't actually hit it. Like the handle kind of just nicks the glass and it just explodes. It's like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess he hit it. I don't like, I guess that's what happened. It's just like a really simple, I know it's a quick shot, but it's like those little things where it's like, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a small independent movie in the early nineties. Okay. It is what it is. I just thought that was hilarious. They're they're not wasting film on that, man. You got, no, no, that's why I think they probably shot it twice. And somehow that was the better one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I like that. And I like that. One of the first times you see April, I don't remember if it's the very first time, but the first time, one of the first times you see her, she's wearing the goddamn yellow rain yeah, jacket. I was gonna mention it's that. just, yep. they yep. just have to throw that in there just because, and it's like an Easter egg. Like she doesn't wear it all the time. It's just like one time you see her. I think it's just that time. It. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That. Yeah. That's, that stuff was good. I, I, I do, I do like that sort of hiding in the shadows thing too. I appreciated that. I, I, again, I don't remember all those little small details, but my, you know, my connection with Turtles is still the video games that are based essentially on the cartoon. So like, that's what I grew up with. And that's what I love. Not that I didn't love this movie, but like, you know, that's what I keep going to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're keeping them dark. They're quiet, whatever. Um, I, I thought that that part was really good, too. And and honestly, like April is at least in the for I would say I would say most of this movie, but definitely the first half of this movie. She's like badass. She doesn't give a fuck. She is like chirping you know the mayor and the and the police chief and her boss and like she's just like i'm getting the fucking job done and it's gonna happen because i'm fucking april o'neill get out of my way yeah like fuck yeah like that is a really good way one it's a really like sort of fun way um of representing a, a serious reporter which doesn't happen often in movies that are not super serious um and they also find a way to like you're you're rooting for her even if you don't really know if she's going to be a main character or if you should care about her or not. You're kind of rooting for her just based on her attitude and her approach to how she's trying to figure out what's going on here. And I, I, I love that part of it. Um, yeah. And most of the movie, she has that same attitude and, I, and it's great. It's awesome. The movie kind of counts on you liking her too, right? Like her, yeah, if, like if you don't like the, the, the human heroes, then it's, it's going to be a tough slog, I think for you. Yeah. To get yeah, through sure. with, with four, like, puppeteer kind of yeah <laughs> but but no i i like the intro as well i think it's funny april gets scared by the rat and then of course that you know doubles down when she gets scared by splinter <laughs> uh but but that's a testament to they've thought of every little detail i think the writers of the comic were also writers on the film right so it, they it they, they were involved in, in cons- consults so yeah, yeah they weren't so, like the writers but often that's not you know like the original material usually they're not uh, and then a lot of properties, they're not like the screenwriters. Yeah, whatever, but so. you know, you mentioned the side hitting the light. Of course, that comes into play with Raph losing it, and then he loses yeah. his mind and <laughs> goes off <laughs> with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had to sort of reconcile something when I was watching this because I think I made a comment even on this podcast where I had said something about, oh, Casey, like I didn't really like him growing up. And mm. I, I don't think that's necessarily true of the cartoon. It's just more so like, Obviously, with Raph, my favorite character, I'm like, oh, that's why I don't like Casey, because at the beginning, they're like at odds. But then 
you know, having watched this now and as an adult, I see like they had the arc for Casey, whereas he comes back around, saves him, and then he becomes. Yeah, you know, I like that like, fight scene though in, in Central Park or wherever they're supposed to be, like where they see each other. Uh, and, and they're fighting a little bit like he puts them in the garbage can and stuff. Yeah, like, I, rem- it, I remember that sort of like, and I like that he's like a sports themed like vigilante. One of my like favorite lines yeah. is, Who are you, Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. not even that big. Like, he doesn't like compare it to like superheroes in today's day and age. Like, who the heck is that, Wayne Gretzky? On steroids? He's probably similar size to Wayne Gretzky in his prime, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, now, now that we're talking about that fight, though, with Raphael, like, okay, do you notice that when he's he's got his little one-liners every time he hits him, he's yeah. awarding himself the penalties in this yes. sports <laughs> thing? He's like, like yeah. tripping, slashing, yeah. like he's giving himself the minutes. Like, that's the best part. It's, it's so it's funny, too, because like... Written by Americans you know, Casey... who don't understand hockey. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets the golf club after, which I think is hilarious. That's a little bit oh, of a call, yeah. I think, to hockey players always playing golf. I don't know if that was a uh, thing in 1990, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know if that's part of it. Uh, maybe it's just sports. So it's someone, you know, hits someone with a with a piece of equipment. So maybe that's what it is. But um, it's funny because Casey shows up. He's supposed to be like this, you know, human vigilante. He's got the mask. He's got the the bat and the hockey stick and stuff. But the music that follows him is just so much more goofy than what the dark <laughs> scene is. I'm just like, wait, that's that's all over this movie. That's one of my it notes is. is like the score to this movie is yeah. so goofy and it feels <laughs> like it's undermining a lot of the scenes. Like, I wish you could turn the music for this movie off. I, I wonder if that was intentional. Like, I wonder if because that scene, this this fight scene between them, for example, uh, one of many that is pretty dark, it, the music doesn't fit it. Mm-mm. And and. It's fine. The music's fine, but I wonder if they like maybe made some decisions to change it so that it felt a little more lighthearted. Yes, he's joking about the penalties and and sports jokes and stuff as they're going back and forth and everything, which which is fun in itself. But you know, I don't know. You're, there's this giant turtle and a guy beating each other up with weapons. It's like, is it? You know, they they seem to be serious. Why doesn't the music fit the scene? I don't know. It's it is what it is, but I wonder if they change it afterwards. That's my assumption. Anyways. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's a good start. I think it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun start. And then I guess kind of, you know, we kind of get a little bit of a taste of, of shredder. We get a little bit of, you know, of, uh, the foot clan and what they're doing. Um, I guess it was serious business stealing a bunch of big, you know, boob tubes and, uh, you know, s- small jewelry crime and all the electronics and stuff, I guess, Guys, VHS players were just <laughs> the shit. What would New York do without all those VHS players? Like, but what could those, they possibly do? When I said the movie has, like, some cheese to it, like some 80s kids who sees cheese, those are the scenes, right? Because it's like a guy yeah. like lifts open his, his truck, and it's filled with like, DVD players, and he drops one off. And he comes back, and they're all gone, right? Yeah. And it's like, but it's all I love the, shots. The so old the lady movies. on the balcony. Yeah, the old lady. On the she balcony. like looks to the side for two oh. seconds, and somebody grabs and her TV. Gone. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, but then a few minutes later, they cut to showing the Foot Clan guys, and they're just like on the street handing it to each other in like an assembly line to like some random band. Like some random well, band yeah. Band. So the the Not Foot Clan members well. they operate in the shadows, and the other thugs they get to do their bidding, just like kind of run around like idiots that's, but it's, that's yeah, the way i got it guys are time does not matter in this movie like it just oh, it's, it's, like, it's like it's a cartoon a, a kid would watch it and buy it but as an adult oh yeah it and you're like it's hilarious it's hilarious how cheesy it is but it comes with the territory of, i have to yeah. know what you guys thought of danny because honestly i remember really not liking the kid even though like yes he has like this kind of redemption arc but like i just i still even to this worst. day watching it i'm like danny is the worst <laughs> But he's necessary for the plot, but he's the worst. Yeah, I think as a kid, I remember like him maybe being like, I don't know, I probably assumed he was like the whiner or he was the one that brought the movie down because he was more serious or whatever. That's again, like I said before, I think it's probably because I didn't really understand what he was doing or what was going on with him and stuff. Um, I th- I think it, it makes sense. It gives some more more depth to the movie. I don't know if like his character, I mean, it's to me, it. I kind of you kind of see it coming, but um, but that's okay too. They don't really have that much time to you know. He's just another character that they need to have you care about and everything. But it's a way to make you sympathize with uh, the bad guys, I guess. Like he's sort of that that um, that because you don't sympathize with Shredder because 
because screw that guy. Um, he's got <laughs> spiky shoulders. So why would I, why would I like him? Um, but, but he's the way that you can care about him. And, you know, April is sort of, you know, knows him and stuff. So I, I think it's the, okay. He's kind of, yeah, okay. He's kind of the worst, but like, as let a, me say yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah. Let me say one thing. You mentioned how like the score can get a little janky at times. It was just funny when there was that scene in the police station when he's getting taken away in cuffs, but it's like kind of a secret and he's going back behind. It's like, dun, 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 and it goes in <laughs> space. And it's like, Oh, dude, he's in trouble. <laughs> it kind of like zooms in on him. Like a little, it's almost like really, really, really cheesy sort of like uh, camera work. Yeah. And the music. <laughs> um, well, I, I can't remember. I wrote this line down. I think it's when April first wakes up in the sewer. I think. Um, Cause they bring her down when she's, I was a rough out night. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she gets up and she goes, why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? If you will please just sit down and calm yourself, I will tell you where we came from. He talks. It is really quite simple, Miss O'Neill. And he knows my name. Perfect. Fifteen years ago. Why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? That is brilliant that is an amazing that, line that, just... i would say is an evergreen line like it applies as much today as it did back in <laughs> yes 100 <laughs> it's so topical in 1992 it's so oh, yeah spot on oh it's great it, it and you're right but it doesn't date it either because it's yeah it's evergreen exactly i thought that was that was my favorite line of the whole movie was that honestly uh, i expected amazing. It to, i expected it to be delivered by some like uh, my favorite line to be delivered by someone else but it was that one just the fact that it was just so spot on. It was it was excellent. <laughs> I wonder, David, if you caught another Harrison Ford reference towards the end of the movie. Ooh, okay. We'll get to, we'll get towards the end. I, I maybe maybe. Um, I also I like when they're down in their lair and Donatello, like he sets up this idea of like trying to come up with a catchphrase, and he goes Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, like that's just like a throwaway line unless it pays off down the line at the end when they come up with their actual catchphrase. Yes. So really yeah. Funny. Yeah. Which I didn't. I don't know. Is that? Is, I don't know, Stu. Is that in the the comic at all? Where how do they is Kawabunga come up by by them or like is it just a thing they just say i don't, I don't think it's know. in the comics at all i think okay. Kawabunga was just in the cartoons yeah Cartoon. it's not not okay. that i recall them ever saying the comics are i don't want to say they're, they're like tons more serious but they're much more serious than the yeah, cartoon yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they're not yeah. running around saying radical and gnarly and shit yeah no. yeah nah, that's all right it is what it is that's but that's like you said that's that's the link between the two or whatever right yeah. Um, anything sort of towards this middle that sort of stands out to that you want to, you wanted to bring up? Um, I wanted to say you watched the cartoon as a kid and the foot soldiers were just bumbling idiots that were there for the Ninja yeah. Turtles to beat the crap out of at all times. I like that. They're actually menacing. Like they actually just beat the holy hell out of Raph and essentially put him in a mini coma yeah. for a while. Like they were <laughs> never that competent in the cartoon. Because you're no. watching this, and even if it's like Raphael against like 20 of them, like it is in here, in the cartoon, he's just going to beat them all up, and that's going to be the end of it. But in yeah. this movie, like, no, they handle him pretty easily, and then they put up a good enough fight that the Turtles and Casey Jones just have to run away, and that's their only way out. Yeah, that, that fight scene was was pretty good. I like that one. I like how it started upstairs. I love that. And then I had, love and that. It's, a, it's a hilarious awesome. sequence. I think it's my favorite fight scene. Yeah, it, it probably yeah, it, it's probably the, be the best like sort of coordinated one. The music sort of, uh, is great. Like, that scene just brings me back to my childhood. Like I love that yeah. scene and, and Raph is all moody on the, like, yeah. Raph is like the emo, uh, emotional turtle, you know, he's all moody on the, on the roof and he he's like punching the air on the roof. Like he's just like so <laughs> angry that he's punching the air. Him. He's <laughs> on a roof in New York and one yeah. other human being sees him. <laughs> But he didn't notice it was him before when he had his hat on and his trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that was a human. <laughs> but I like how it's, uh, a, it's a fight scene, but there's still the humor. There's still like Mikey using the symbols and yes, um, yes. It, it, it's it's the perfect balance for the turtles. Yeah, a lot of like, like prop humor in the fights. Yeah, right? like, and that, and that yeah. happens in the cartoons as well. Too. Yeah, I, I, that's a fun, I, and I think it's. Again, I, I keep going back to like some of the small little like lines. I think it's before Raph goes up onto the roof and him and Leo are arguing. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, and, they always have to argue every. Yeah, the two of them always have to argue. Yeah, so then it's and it. it's the whole like Donnie and Mikey that's thing where they're sort of like the more fun ones, I guess, for the movie. And one they're of the like, reasons I why I guess parents we, fight and then, you know. They're yeah, like, yeah. So <laughs> then they're just like they they go to each like fight, fight. 
kitchen, kitchen. And then they go and like watch the fight in the kitchen. I just, I, I love that little yeah. back and forth that they have. And I think they do that with like one of the, when one of the pizzas arrive or something, it's that kind of stuff. is, And then, and then the fighting starts and then they, they do like oh, the rock humor and everything. I like so when Michelangelo starts his little face off and he's like, you know, fellow chucker, eh? Or whatever. And he starts <laughs> doing his nunchucks or whatever. That, I, that sequence is like seared in my mind from childhood. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's a solid one. I like that. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, so it's, it's crazy how um, I know in this, they don't, they don't have like all the different foot shoulders soldiers. They don't have the yellow and the orange and the blues, or, you know, like all the, like these guys don't throw ninja stars and those guys don't have the blockers on their arms. Like all those types of things that like the video games have and everything, but there's so many of the foot clan and there's so many of these guys around them and, and they don't, they don't hold back. Like, it, you know, they're not afraid. The movie's not afraid to show you that these guys are ready to beat the shit out of these characters that you love. Um, and that's like such an interesting balance that they have to do because they're trying to appeal to kids and trying to make those comics come alive at the same time. I feel like that's like, that's a tough task. And at least in some of these scenes, maybe it's a prop humor. Maybe it's like the symbols, like you mentioned, Mike, like maybe it's stuff like that, that sort of brings it down to the sort of like, not childhood nature, but sort of. Uh, and I, I, I found that they pulled it off. Mike, it sounds like you did too. I love that. I love that part. The antiques, the antique store. And then, and then I, what I, I really like the scene that follows with them at the farm, even as a kid, but as an adult, it, uh, yeah. That I was always better. in awe of that sequence as a kid because it was very serious in tone. Like I'm mm-hmm. seeing like Raph in the tub and like, I think you mentioned up top too. And it's just like, whoa, this is like, it's kind of jarring as a kid, but the whole farm sequence, I could see how it's necessary for the movie. For me, like there was a lot of good, and there was a lot of like whoa, like I was just kind of like in awe of it as a kid. I think. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think as a kid, I felt like it was like oh, this is slowing everything down, and like as a kid, you wanted to like keep going, like oh, we just had that crazy fight scene, let's let's do another one, and then they're like running away. It's like wait, aren't you guys supposed to be kicking ass? And I, I get that you know some you guys might be injured or whatever but like come on let's go you're ninja turtles like i don't do that in the video game (laughs) it made me feel like because watching cartoons when i was a kid watching he-man watching the ninja turtles you never felt like the heroes were in any peril at any point yeah and so when you watch this movie and they have that scene where they get they have to run away they have to flee to the farm and raphael's in a coma and April O'Neil's like, oh, everybody's handling this a little differently. And except mm-hmm. for Michelangelo, she doesn't mention because they don't want to show Michelangelo being anything but funny and humorous, I guess. <laughs> They're like, ah, Donatello's fighting with uh, Casey Jones and Leonardo just won't leave Raphael's side. And Raphael's laying in a bathtub for some reason. <laughs> it made oh, the like- best was when April just dripped some water out of like, <laughs> okay, what is that going to do? Seriously. He needs his water. He's a turtle. <laughs> it's gonna dry up <laughs> i don't know is that how turtles work i don't know fucking science i don't know <laughs> but like it made me feel like oh there's actual peril here like especially as yeah. a little kid like you're like oh crap they could lose like they, they could be in over their heads here yeah, yeah. well and it definitely seemed like they were but because yeah, they, had, yeah. they, they definitely were so yeah well, well, yeah, uh, Leo. Leo had to reach out in the force. You know, I mentioned yeah. <laughs> there was there, there was some some parallels I found with Ghostbusters, but there you know there are four guys in the city of New York, and the last scene ends up on a rooftop with a big you know what I mean. So with the boss battle, so yeah. But wait, there, there's also some Star Wars parallel parallels. We also talk Star Wars on this podcast. If you didn't, if you didn't already know, <laughs> uh, but but like you know, you've got the Shredder saying, "I'm your father," and he looks kind of like silhouette of Darth Vader and then you've got this this whole sequence where they're reaching out to Splinter who's not dead he's just captive but somehow they he's can reach out close. The, they can <laughs> they can reach out through the forest and have a little forest ghost uh that, that, raise, that raise I, I was top. like do they have like superpowers now? Like they do that's, that like, in the comics with some frequency. Uh, various iterations okay. of the comics have them like, oh, when they meditate, they can kind of like astral project and talk to each other. It's like this weird, like, yeah, sure, ninjas can do that. Eastman and Laird didn't know any better. They're like, yeah, ninjas can probably do that. It's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's it's like yeah, there's it's, there's no Star Wars influences here whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that that. 
that I didn't realize because like as big of a fan as, as I am of, of the turtles and stuff, I've I've never read any of the comics, not even the originals, even though I am re- really interested in it. I kind of want to get like I want to get like a nice hardcover. I want to get the issues or what you know, I want to sort of uh, make it a thing. And now that the last Ronin is is going to be a, a video game, that's going to be something that's going to be sort of hot oh, up the press, so to speak. Cool. So that's I pretty was, cool. I was but. a kid and for one Christmas or my birthday or something, my mom got me like two trades of the mm. Ninja Turtles comics. And of course, like, again, I'm like nine, 10 years old. All I know is the cartoon and I'm reading these yes. comics and I'm like, this is different. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Wait this is, I don't understand. Cause like the comics she gave me, they cross over with friggin' Cerebus. And I was just like, who's this little aardvark guy? And like, what? this is tonally, this is so different than what I'm used to. And they're definitely cursing and just like murdering people. Oh man. Wow. Interesting. That's and of crazy. course they all wear red, which threw me the hell off whenever I was a kid. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't figure yeah, that I, out at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The cover, they're all red and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you mentioned up top that this is a nice blend between like the cartoons of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that we were used to and the comic. And I think I liked, if there's one thing I liked about the farm sequence is that it paid homage to the fact that it's a comic book adaptation when she's sort of drawing them and then it's mm-hmm. giving the silhouettes and it's talking about the dramatic situation that they're going through this kind of like, you know, will Raph make it, won't he kind of moment. And they're doing the, she's doing the drawings and they're talking about it. I thought that was a cool, like, no, not to the fact that it's based off a comic. Yeah. Also, she's a really good artist. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah she's crazy good. Yeah. I wish she, I could draw she, like that. She's got some damn skill, man. One she, would say she's a concept artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's solid. And she's not even looking at these turtles, and yet she knows exactly what they're doing and how they're sitting and where they are. Yeah, because she's not in the bathroom looking at Leo. She's just exactly. mentally visualizing him there, like, ah, his legs yeah. over here. Or maybe she was she was drawing it and he went upstairs and is like, Yeah, that looks comfortable. I'm gonna sit like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Mike, I just pulled up. I have I had a couple of things where um like some like Easter eggs and facts and stuff about the movie and everything. And this is from a GameSpot article from like a few years ago. And speaking of Michelangelo, nunchucks apparently are banned in a number of countries for people to like, you know, purchase, I guess, even even as uh, as props. So what they chose to do is get rid of like, I think, Stu, you mentioned in the other movies, they don't really use their weapons. He's a prime example where um he uses apparently, according to this, in Secret of the Ooze, so the second one, he uses sausage links instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then in the TV series, in the cartoon, which I didn't really realize, they change it over to a grappling hook, and that yeah, ends I was up being his, say, his he's, weapon. He's the what? only one in the cartoon that lost his weapon. In the later seasons, yeah, they gave him like a, a grappling that. rope or something instead of his nunchucks. I must not have remembered keeping up with it. Uh, like enough I mean, I, yeah, that. I don't think I would just like maybe assume like he picked it up or it's just one of the things he used in that one episode. I don't think that stuff really tracks when you're younger and everything. Yeah. So, um, so that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind they of retired a little kids making their own nunchucks because we totally did. Me and my buddy I talked about, we totally got like two pieces of wood and just like rope them together. And we're like, ah, yeah. nunchucks and then smack maybe each other in the face. The- yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons why I like Donnie. I could just pick up a stick out of the backyard, just hit someone with it, and be like, yeah, I'm a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> so so you're saying that they made the choice to change his weapon because of the fact that people were yes. trying nunchucks? Be, be, oh, because nunchucks crazy. started to be banned in, in a number of countries where... Well, it's Ninja a good Turtles thing a lot of kids didn't try and make their own grappling hooks then. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe they just assumed it would be more difficult. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's what it is um another one that i found too is kind of funny i don't know if it's they refer to it here in this article as as product placement uh i don't know if it's that or if it's just like a hidden easter egg kind of thing but one of the things that the foot clan is apparently stealing in one of the shots uh i think it looks like it's in their their sort of lair or warehouse or whatever is a box of archie comics oh (laughs) no i didn't see that in the background yeah that's hilarious yeah it's just in the background yeah (laughs) that's that's pretty pretty funny the archie um, comics iteration of the turtles which i doubt you if you haven't read the mirage i doubt you've read the archie version but no, they I, were, like none i've read they none. were much more inspired by the cartoons they were kid friendly and goofy or anything but they were those were some wild ass books if you ever get a chance to read the archie comics turtles they had a giant intergalactic cow head that they would hop in its mouth and it would teleport them to different di- different dimensions. It was called Cuddly the Cowlick. Wow. <laughs> what? 
I'm glad that wasn't in the first movie. <laughs> oh my! Or any this movie would have been so much better if it had cuddly. Oh, Turtles in Time. It might have been improved if they had a cat. Oh yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, man. I can't. I we got to get to those. Um. So towards the end of the movie, uh, things. It feels like things kind of wrap up pretty quickly. I think, like, kind of things kind of come together. Really it has fast. your classic origin story three act structure, right? I like, think so. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious, um, or not obvious, but it's it's sort of expected the way that it plays out and stuff. Um, I like how uh, you know the connection between Splinter and Shredder is sort of revealed and all of that. I, I again, Stu, correct me if I'm wrong. To Danny, though, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, which is. Which is he gets the now. cool flashback moment. I'm like, you're wasting it on this guy, though. Those flashbacks are all the flashbacks are so funny because it's almost it's like this. It's almost like a dream sequence. Yeah, where it's, it's just, just like a black, black background. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Um, I, I it's fine. I mean, it, it works. It's like a minute or yeah, something. They filmed it in ten days. I'll give him. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It is what it is. But um, but I I do I I liked it. I I like how they sort of do those the. Um, the reveal of it, it makes it makes sort of things a little interesting. I think it's a little weird that a rat just learns karate in a cage. I mean, it's, it's stretch, but we're also watching. I was, I was just a normal drank rat. The ooze. Yeah, but it, it was before the ooze. the ooze. Yeah, he was just a rat in his cage, like mimicking yeah. what his master did. Yeah, like I got to watch what my dog's doing when I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, on the computer. Otherwise, she's going to start playing video games and I won't have the TV to myself. Like, I, you know, like, is, is that how this works? Is that how animals work? Like, I don't, they just, they just mimic us. Like, <laughs> I learned how, how to podcast work. from watching my person. Yeah. And I go to sudden, no one's going to listen to my podcast anymore. The dog's just going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's how it works. Um, but, uh, but I, I like how at the end they, they bring that all together. It's sort of like, um, it's been, it's been like two weeks since I watched now shredder realizes it after like in that moment, right? Like he doesn't know who splinter is. Am I wrong? No, like he doesn't. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's when he takes his mask off and, and splinter shows up at the top, which I might add is ruthless of splinter. Like he is not just like, you know, you'd think he's like this Jedi monk like character, but no, he wants to kill Shredder and it, it shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't death for comes it. for us all, but something much worse comes for you because you, when you die, it comes without honor and he just fucking tries to eliminate him off that roof. Man, that's a hell of that's a hell of a speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. They went for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's when Shredder realizes, oh, shit, you're my nemesis. And like, yeah, but it's yeah. funny, too, because like he has him this whole time. And he's just letting him be chained up. Oh, he's not going to talk. OK, you, you know, death will come to you eventually. We'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll let the movie ride out. Yeah. I, I wish that that fight scene lasted a little bit longer. It felt like it was a little too fast or easy. Yeah. Um, you know, Shredder is sort of. As he should be, he's he's portrayed as this really dark, serious, brooding type of character. Even though he's like pencil thin, he's still brooding. Uh, I guess because his shoulders are wide. Um, <laughs> he also has a garbage garbage bag for a cape, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Dave. The the problem with the fight scene that I always had yeah. when I was a kid is that the turtles all like attack him one at a time. And it's yes. like your advantage is you, there's, you have numbers. Right? Well, and that's so the like, lesson that Splinter tells him. And it, it's not quite clear. It's a little muddy. Like, cause yeah, yeah they only fight him individually, but like yeah. Splinter's trying to tell them that, yeah, you're stronger as a unit, but you know, in a, you know, anyways, just go in after a, an amazing movie. You, you, you teach that to the people, then they'd use that in the third act. Right. <laughs> it's yes. like, this is the third act yes. already in there. And yeah, but uh, yeah. the, the, what I didn't mention that I want to mention is the introduction of shredder that scene when he like looks the one way and the, and the, 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 the light is gla- is glaring. Oh, going off helmet. his helmet and everything. Yeah. That's such a great introduction. And yeah. Um, then the, the puppet rat doing karate is like one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the little rat puppet, like doing the kicks and the fun. And because in the comic book and in the cartoon, um, Splinter is, is the master, but he gets turned into a rat from the ooze. Where this is a slightly yeah. different take, where it's like the his rat is turned like the turtles. Anyways, but I thought that was it was a fine change, and I thought the rat doing karate was it's hilarious. It's like it is, it is pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's so kind of like it's it's almost like uh, uh, some of the movements that they do with like Grogu now yes. when his arms yeah. lift. It kind of looks a yeah. little bit like that, where it's like. But you know, I'll I'll like agree. Last... Kinda... Yeah, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> but the last fight like it's it's 
yeah, the the peak, the best fight I think we mentioned is the one in the antique store, and this yeah. last fight, and it's sort of the things that all of the turtles movies have fumbled the bag on, which is the Shredder fight, <laughs> yeah, because they kind of fumbled the bag on it in the second one too. Um, that could have been a little bit better, the Shredder fight. I, I that's the one critique I'll have of, of the movie, because you know they all attack him individually, and even as a kid, you're like just go attack them all at once. I could have done that at least once or twice. And then yeah. when Splinter shows up, it kind of ends abruptly. So yeah, that's the thing. Or, or like, it would have been cool to see like each of them have a little bit more time. You know, even if they, even if it did end the way that it did, like the lead up to that ending needed to maybe be a tiny bit longer instead of just like, I'm going to come get you. And then all, but there has to be one part where they're like, okay, we all attacked individually. Let's attack them together. And he still wins kind of thing. Yeah. Something like, like that. Yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, Dave, because I'm pretty sure they even cut away from Mikey and Don's like actual one-on-ones with them. Like they, yeah, they, they start they with, show yeah, it's yet. pretty brief at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little too fast that my, I always remember though, once he does get thrown off the roof and goes into the garbage, Yes, uh, the garbage into truck. the garbage and that's yeah. such a good setup for the second movie would say what you will about the second movie but it's a great setup for that I, I hardly I hardly remember so I, I don't even know what the connection is anymore I, I think I remember it but not really but I always as a kid and even now I wonder did they just like crush his fucking head or are they just <laughs> showing you a oh, helmet being yeah. crushed because I think the implication is supposed to be his head is in there because that's mm-hmm. what you associate with and I was like, as a kid, I'm like, whoa, they just fucking crushed a guy's skull. Yeah, That's like, crazy. Casey Jones just straight up murdered him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. Right. And uh, I, I, do, I do like Casey's thing. He's just sort of whistling. He's like, do, 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 whoops. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Yeah. And Dave, <laughs> yeah. what's funny about that is that now that I'm a parent and this movie came out when I was three, my daughter yeah. is three. I'm pretty sure I watched this movie when I was three or four years old. I would never let my daughter watch something like this. Yeah, for sure. I watched never, this when I was like four or five. You know, like yeah. We lucked out as 90s kids. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we had it easy, man. <laughs> we had it easy. Like, yeah, like, um, yeah, people's heads are getting crushed in trash compactors. And, you know, it's 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 pretty funny that, uh, it, like, it's... it's we watched it it's, through like three or four yeah, years old. Yeah, uh, I have I have one last line in this movie that not not only just the whoops, which I didn't write down, but that's hilarious. I love that too. Um, is when they see uh, Shredder on the roof for the first time, they're like, "Whoa, what is he wearing?" or something like that. And I don't, I can't remember who says it now because I didn't write that down. But he goes, "Maybe all that hardware is for making coleslaw." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Michelangelo. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think. <laughs> I think one yeah, of my Michael favorite Angela. lines is after you see him kick all their asses one time, you kind of cut to whatever Splinter and the kids are doing. Then you yeah. cut back up and they're like huddled up. And it's again, I forget which turtle says it, but they're like, at exactly what point did we lose control here? <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be Donatello. Come on. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah that's that's man. That's great. That's such a good that's such a good like throw kind of comment to like an adult that's watching it. That's that's really funny. Um, yeah. And, and like all the, all the delivery, I think of the turtles is great. You know, um, I, like you guys mentioned off the top, I think it still looks pretty, pretty damn good. It's not perfect, but that's okay. Um, yeah, largely I, uh, I personally thought this movie was still great and was happy that I was able to sort of remind myself of some of these one liners and then build a couple more that I'm probably going to use, uh, like, dreaming about Harrison Ford or something. I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping that in my back pocket for at some point, for sure. Like that, that never, it's great. I'll never call golf a dull game again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> it's just one liners, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's nineties, it's late eighties, early nineties. It's perfect. Right. Like it has that because it's 1990. It has that, like, it's literally right in the middle of that style of writing and movie making and and this it's it's like right there it's right there before uh movies kind of took not a turn for the worst or anything like that but took a turn for how they were delivered and how they were written and everything so um yeah i i'm excited to move on to the next two honestly so we're gonna try and get through uh the turtles all the turtles movies yes including the michael bay ones apparently allegedly um <laughs> We're going to try and get through those, uh, but definitely the next two as well for the old school ones. So um, 
yeah, Stu, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks. Oh for, yeah, uh, thank for you so much for having this, uh... me. I I got a kick out of watching this, and like I said, nobody has pulled it for my show yet, so I haven't had a chance to revisit this in years. And I was happy to see that this movie aged better than I thought it was going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's largely how how it feels. Um, Mike, any any final thoughts? Um, I think I think the best line of the movie and the one thing that we didn't talk about and why the Danny character is important because I think there is a through line of uh, fatherhood in the movie that I picked up on. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. Now that I'm a parent and um, there's a line that Raphael has with Danny where he says all fathers care about their children. And that to me is the best line of the movie. And that's like the emotional arc that kind of runs through the movie. And so there's this thing that I never picked up on as as a kid that when we watched it now, I, I picked up on that. This is, you know, Splinter is the, adopted dad of the turtles and then yeah you know th- that's why Danny for the good there. side because shredders the daddy yeah exactly. dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like what happens to um kids that don't have a father right they end up in the foot clan kind of thing and shredder is their <laughs> yeah every and, kid you know, every dad every <laughs> just ends up in the foot clan <laughs> <laughs> You have an absent father, you're gonna be in the foot clan. <laughs> oh, but like you literally get the foot. They weren't Kong. they weren't worried about Mortal Kombat in the nineties. They were worried about the Foot Clan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they went to yes. Congress. But he's calling the 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 kids, like the misguided kids, like his their his Shredder is their father, right? And like so yeah. he's like finding these kids with no fathers or no families and kind of like yeah. he's exploiting the situation. Yeah. 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 And and you know, they're they're teenage mutant ninja turtles, mm-hmm. right? They're like fifteen or whatever, and Splinter sets up this idea that like you're gonna need to be able to prepare for me when I'm mm-hmm. gone. Yes. And then he is gone for the bulk yes. of the so the that movie, so. whole thread when I was a kid was oblivious to me. When <laughs> yeah. watching it, oh, yeah. I picked up on it like a lot and uh, that i appreciated that in this rewatch so the only other yeah. thing you know I, what I picked say... up on oh yeah go, yeah, ahead. go on go on no go on yeah. I'll i was just gonna say the uh you know i was rocking this movie hard and when it you know riding out into the credits with turtle power by yeah. partners in crime <laughs> one of the greatest movie-based raps mm-hmm. of our time <laughs> it was so good <laughs> it was so good part two I still remember want... chanting yeah what if you want Ninja two. Turtles based rap, hold on for part two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ice, ice well, no, baby. But, I mean, <laughs> like you know, raps. It's no no stranger to the movie scene, like with the Ghostbusters and whatnot, and, and the sequels. Right. But like, but like, it's, it's something about this one. And I remember chanting the chorus as a kid. I don't probably didn't know the actual lyrics, but the you know the chorus with the whole T U R T L E power you know <laughs> spelling it out you know they always like to spell it out but I, I really thought that this movie ended on a high note and uh, it 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 did kind of establish the live action teenage mutant ninja turtles that we know today so yeah 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 um, what was I just gonna oh I just saw a thing about the song actually in the lyrics. In the lyrics, they refer to Raph as the leader. Yes, I, I noticed that too. Yeah, but that's like that's so that's fun. what happens when you just kind of let Damn. artists make a song for your movie. But it, yeah. it is it is kind of funny because they probably had access to the movie, like the actual story, and you know that Raphael's the lead in the story. Yeah. So you you could see why they would connect those dots, right? Part yeah. of some crime. Yeah, yeah, man. That's kind of they, funny. They chose our favorite characters, too. You know? Yeah. There you go. Leonardo takes an L again. <laughs> <laughs> A fitting, fitting start to his name. Takes the L all the way through. <laughs> There's probably whole countries of people that think Raph is the leader. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> amazing all right Stu, i, I appreciate it man uh, we all appreciate you coming on once again we'll have you again soon um again where can oh, everyone do uh, i yeah, want yeah, go, to Mike. um officially invite my ourselves to your your podcast because we love uh, yes. we love comic book movies so yeah that's the way fun. we do things in back of my day we <laughs> yeah. just force our way in <laughs> yeah man Let's yeah just it. keep and keep uh keep dming me We'll we'll work that out for you guys. I'll give you. Sounds I'll see good. how deep the list is right now. I want to say it's around like one. Yeah, because you're on like you're like a hundred episodes ahead. Of recording, I am. Right? I am as of tonight. I am recorded through September twelfth. 
Wow. Yeah. Amazing, man. That's man, impressive. What's, what's, it, what's it like to, to plan? Jeez. You know what it is? It's just... What's it it's, like to be organized? It's a constant state of anxiety where I'm just like, what if my computer breaks? What if I break my back walking down the street? And I'll just... I won't be able to get stuff done. So, like, it's funny. A few weeks ago, I had, like, a health scare, and I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was not at all. Yes. I'm fine. Thank, yeah, right. But um, I went to the hospital, and they said, like, you're fine. Quit crying. Go home. But I told my buddy, I was like, I have all these episodes scheduled through like September. So if I do die, you're going to keep hearing me for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I will live on. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. amazing well i'm glad you're okay i'm glad you're I okay am, I, yeah, I, was about it. It was I saw you sort of posting some some stuff about it so that's great um but yeah so so whether we're on the show or not uh where can everyone find your stuff online uh the podcast is again called the stew world order it's on pretty much any podcatcher that you're gonna look up and the website again swoproductions.com and that's my uh my social media handle everywhere swo productions amazing Mike, where is everyone going to find our stuffs? Yeah, and you can find us at Day Back In on pretty much all the social media apps. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash back in my day. And if you're listening and you made it this far, it would really appreciate it and really help if you could just leave a little, little review, uh, subscribe, rank, five star review of the podcast. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listens. And thanks again, Stu, for coming on. It was a blast. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. It was a good time, and uh, we'll see everybody next time as we explore more turtle power. <laughs> Anybody like in the that? mood yeah. for pizza? Ooh, hell yeah. No I, and I'm, I'm okay with anchovies, by the way. I don't know yeah, about you guys. Anchovies are fine. Anchovies yeah, are just good. No, just no pineapple. No pineapple, guys. Yeah, no hell yeah. idea about who or what this is? I don't know, but I'll better never ask to look for a can opener.